Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes. And like every week, I got you with a movie review. And today on the movie review with the crew, I actually got a cute one coming. You know, this is a, I guess you could consider it a kid's movie, but I actually found it to be very refreshing and fun for anyone to watch. And I'm talking about a new movie that's available in Netflix. It's called The Sea Beast. And it's an animated movie, um, sort of uh, of the likes of like Pixar, Disney. And it makes sense as the director, Chris Williams, worked for Disney for 25 years. He was actually responsible or part of the, the team for Big Hero 6 and um, that other uh, Hawaiian movie with The Rock, I think. So, you know, he, he's been doing this type of movies for a while. But he sort of teamed up with Netflix independently as he wanted to do a little bit different, right? Like with Disney, you got to follow certain parameters, I'm sure. And he wanted to do, a, you know, do it a, a, a bit more on his own way. And so they did this movie, The Sea Beast. And it's sort of like, to be honest, this movie is a little bit like Pirates of the Caribbean, but with animated, at least the feel of it. Obviously, it has its own story, which is very interesting, and, and we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, the, the, the movie takes place in this world that sort of seems like ours, except there's sea monsters, right? And monsters in the world, you know, like the tales, you know, talk about the big whales and the big octopus. You have really big monsters that apparently attack the people that live in, in you know, in, in the cities. And there's these hunters, they sort of, they're very similar to like pirates and they go out and see, and then they hunt this, this monsters, right? To keep the city safe. And you know, the whole movie talks about that dynamic of having an enemy and fighting. And then at the end, it's like, why are we even fighting? You know, that's a nice little message to it all. And I think that the dialogue is actually very good. You almost forget that you're watching an animated series and you really feel like you're watching an adult film with real dialogue. Um, At the beginning, when I started watching the movie, I was like, okay, this is gonna be like a little kid's movie. Let's just have fun with it. But you, I got into it, you know. When something has good dialogue, and you could see this with like the early Pixar movies and Disney, the dialogue is so real that the animated characters almost don't matter that they're animated because you're so invested in the story. And I gotta give it to the guys that, that, that made the Sea Beast. This movie, I found it to be entertaining, fun, appropriate for kids but that he didn't leave out real dialogue there were parts where i felt they were talking about you know being out in sea and behaving a certain way you know like pirates or in this movie where how they call them hunters um they have a certain way of behaving they have a certain demeanor they're a little rough around the edges and they allowed you to see that in this movie which i felt was you know made it more more real you know uh i gotta give it to them in in that sense um you know one thing that i saw a little video of the of the director talking about this movie and the challenges involved and when you talk about an animated film you don't really think that visual effects and all these things come into place as much as if you're doing a real you know like um not animated movie but you know there's it's, it's as complicated as, as it can be as well and he, he was talking about the director that making the ropes for the ships and the sails and also the dynamic with the water made it even harder and one thing that i didn't notice is that a lot of times in animated films they try to avoid uh engaging with water 
because water creates certain depths and and it's harder to to draw it you know it's harder to really animate those type of things and in this movie it was beautiful because there's a lot of battleships they go out into the sea and you see a lot of um different scenery different mountains different islands and they all did it so beautiful like i really felt like i was in in the movie and at one point when i was watching the movie i'm like i really like the fact that this is an animated film so that they could create a world that's way more different than they could have um or i guess with the special effects you can make anything real now but for some reason i i wanted i enjoyed being this cartoon because I got so invested in it and the characters were so original. Um, for the you know for the people that watch it, leave some comments, let me know what you think about it because I really do feel that the movie allowed, and I think Pixar does this really well, the, the Pixar didn't make this, but just as a comparison, when you have great dialogue with a great scenery, great character development, it all comes together, you know? You talk about, for example, The Lion King, right? The Lion King is one of the classics. And that movie, if it wasn't a cartoon, if it was a real life-size human movie, it would still kill because the dialogue is so real. And you could relate to the characters. You could see there was a development in characters. And in The Sea Beast, you see the same as well. You see great character development. You see a great story a great message, nuance. Not everybody's 100% good and 100% bad. Some people have a little bit of gray in the middle. And I think that it, it allows you to, to relate to it a lot. You know, sometimes, these days specifically, when you know people try to get in the woke train, you see certain movies that try to give you this feel of relatable, but they don't get there because they're not, be, they're not doing things that can be related to. You gotta be sometimes a little edgy, a little rough around the edges, because that's how people behave, real people. And I feel that like they didn't cut or try to censor how someone would act that was like out there hunting uh, monsters. You know, they're gonna have a little rough mouth. They might drink a lot. You know, it's. And I liked it that it's still being a cartoon, he kept it real. And it's hard to find that sometimes. You know, a movie that that, that really keeps it real. We've reviewed cartoon movies in this podcast before and in the recent times they haven't been that good i remember the one that we reviewed recently was turning red which is a pixar film and it was so low on the bar when you compare it to this one to the sea beast and one thing that i think is happening which is good for many years pixar and disney had like the like the whole market corner to them. They were the ones that were making animated films that had great graphics, but also great stories. And little by little, people have been going independent. And I think that competition is what really um, makes this company sort of think like, hey, wait, we got people doing this too. We gotta do it well. We cannot just sort of ride the wave of all the movies we've made in the past. We still gotta keep going, coming out with good shit. And as always, Competition always brings the best of everyone and keeps also the people in check. If, if you get too lazy, somebody's going to come with a better product. And, and it's great to see this. I see this happening in, in video games too. There was a video game that I love, or there is, Warcraft. 
and Warcraft 3 to be exact. And the developers pretty much stopped working on it. Some of them got fired. Some of them left the company Blizzard. And now a lot of them are making their own little gaming companies and coming out with their own content, their own games. And I think this is amazing because we're in an era where the big corporations are now falling and the content creators are getting more and more power. And this allows everyone to be able to find better content, more specific to their niche, but also support those people directly and not have to go through the, you know, a company or a CEO or a bunch of investors that need to make money on it. You can directly support your creators, you know, just like the Broski Doodles. You can support us directly by subscribing, leaving comments, liking it, sharing it. You can go to Spotify and fucking leave a rating. Oh, but Kiko, Spotify, I don't know what you're talking about. I only have iPhone, bro. Okay, I got the iPhone 15 right now. All right, cool. You go to Apple Podcast. Boom. The podcast is there. You can rate it. Give it a five-star rating. Give it. You can even write a little comment. Imagine, you can even write a little comment. It's like, hey, when I, when I watched the Broski Doodles, I mean, really, like, I was sad. I was about to just jump off the bridge because my life, and then I listened to the Broski Doodles, and I was like, nah, I could jump tomorrow. Let me finish this episode, and I'll jump after. If we can save one life, if we can save one life, then we're going to continue to do the podcast. Let me know if this movie um, brought any happiness to you. For the older ones that listen to this, if you have kids, if you have family members, this is a great one to watch with them if you haven't watched it. I'm not going to speak about the whole story too much because some people might be listening to this that didn't watch the movie, and that's fine. We have a lot of listeners that listen to the movie reviews and don't see the movies, and they tell me, no, I like it. It's even easier. I don't have to watch the movie. I just listen to the review. But I'm not going to talk too much about the plot on this one because I want you to see it. I just want you to know that this movie has great graphics. It has a great story great character development back going back to the graphics if you think pixar graphics are good and there still are these ones are great but in another way in another style which is also cool it's sort of like pixar mixed with pirates of the caribbean mixed with mm, a little bit of south park or family guy maybe no i don't know maybe maybe i don't know watch the movie it's on netflix Netflix does not sponsor the channel, um, but but you can sponsor us. And the way that you do that is you leave a comment, you subscribe to the channel, you share it with the crew, you call your homeboys up and say, yo, what are you doing tonight? No, you come over, we're going to order pizza and watch the Broski Doodles. No, I'm telling you, bro, Kiko right now, it's summer, he's, no, no, for real, he's sweating balls and he's looking like an empanada. What? Again? Dude, he's looking like a pastelito right off the frying pan bro but last week he was talking about yeah i don't know he cut his hair he doesn't have hair anymore because he said that it was making him too sweaty but he's still sweating dripping and he looks like an empanada from a colombian establishment and he reviews the movies in that state he does it's weird the sea beast is a beast from the sea it's a C from the beast. 
If you haven't watched the movie, watched it. If you watched it already and you like the review, leave a comment. If you feel, Kiko, what's happening to your eye? It looks like somebody, my eyelashes are too long. Sometimes I get infected. I get a sty eye. Kiko, what happens if you have a sty eye and also keep sweating and look like a nepanara or a pastelito? Could that be a problem? It could be because the sweat can infect it more. Kiko, is it a problem that you have a sty but also like a pastelito and an empanada at the same time? And could that bring a problem to the other eye? It could. Sometimes this eye tells the other eye, hey, let's do a sty party. And they do a fucking sty party and I have two and look like a frog. So I prefer to look like a pastelito and not like a frog. Thank you for joining. I love you. Kiko Flow in the middle. Peace.